episode of Double Thought Dimension. I'm your host, Eric. Today, we're joined by Tony. Hello, everybody. I'm back. Back again. <laughs> I'm over okay. This episode... Guess who's back? Guess who's back? <laughs> this episode is going to be about the book 1984. It's one of my favorite books, even though it's dystopian. And I've probably read... I've read it probably at least 10 times, I would say. And he's say. probably referenced it in our 10-year marriage... Over 18,000 times is my guess. Yes. And I also have a tattoo of the three slogans on my arm. War is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. Since I got that tattoo over 10 years ago, only two or three people um, properly identified where it came from. Uh, Many others have asked without uh, getting it correct. (laughs) To no success. Side note. Anyway, uh, I'm going to start off with a little quote from the book. Oh, hold on. No, we're going to do something else. Um, I I noticed that lots of people just thank people right away. So thank you, everyone who's listening. Uh, Chelsea, Izzy, everyone, Lori, Sid, Sherry, Ellie, Brian, Pete. No, Ellie said, Bill. Ellie said that she tries to listen to our podcast, but she gets so uncomfortable because she wants to join in and start talking to us and yelling at us. So she says she has a hard time listening <laughs> to, to the ones where we do it together because she wants to jump in and have input too because she's over here all the time talking to us and and whatever. So she's like, it's really hard because all I want to do is jump in there and scream and be like, hey, no, I have thoughts too. Either way, she knows of the podcast, so there yes. you go. Uh, Break Bill, Oscar, Victor, I don't know. I'm not sure who else listens. Possibly someone in Romania, someone in... Well, if you guys emailed us, we fucking know who you were, so let us know. Yeah, feel free to send us an email. We're waiting patiently every day. I'm just waiting for an email (laughs) coming from a non-blood-related relative. One day it will happen, I'm guessing, possibly. I don't know. Um... Yeah, thanks. Oh, wait, wait, listening. wait, wait. Did you just say, um? I, I swear to God. So. Derek's got the sign up again, guys. It's fucking huge. But guess who's the only one who can see it? Fucking me. And if he puts that goddamn sign out for me to look at one more time, I'm going to light it on fire. Don't say, um. Uh, number one rule of public speaking. Don't say, um, or, ah, uh, uh, if you can help it. Anyway. Uh, I decided to... <laughs> <laughs> I decided to do an episode on 1984, the book, because the world we live in right now has so many parallels to the book that it just can't be overlooked. And this book was written in 1949, shortly after World War II, uh, by George Orwell. He was a, I guess you would say, against totalitarianism and against fascism. He had been involved with Britain and the India nonsense uh, back in the day. And um, he just wasn't, he was kind of like a satirist trying to showcase the problems of the government for people to, uh, you know, even though this is a novel, 
it's has a lot of uh, truths in it um, from regular society and uh, how the government actually works. So, yeah, we're going to start off with the quote. Um, this is Winston speaking. So the main character of the book's name is Winston Smith. Hey, remember we talked about that? Winston Smith is that guy that got killed in Minneapolis recently. Hmm. Yeah, so re- recently a guy was shot, happened to be named Winston Smith. Um, I found it interesting. Uh, happened, please. There's no coincidences. Something is going on and something's, it's, it's intentional. Something's going wrong in the world, obviously. Everyone knows that by now. <laughs> but anyway, uh, quote from the book. To the future or to the past, to a time when thought is free, when men are different from one another and do not live alone, to a time when truth exists and what is done cannot be undone, from the age of uniformity, from the age of solitude, from the age of Big Brother, from the age of Doublethink, greetings. Um, and then I underline this after this little, uh, this is this is Winston writing in his notebook. Uh, this is kind of what spurred him off to try to go against the system um, with a, a small gesture of getting a notebook and writing in it, which all of that is not allowed by the government. Um, so right after that, it says he was already dead. He reflected. Uh, so thought crime does not entail death. Thought crime is death. So, um, yeah, 1984 extremely dystopian novel the premise of the book is that uh winston smith is a works for the ministry of truth which is basically the propaganda arm of the government the point of the ministry of truth is to take all news articles and all print media uh, and alter it day by day hour by hour in order to keep it up to date with the current system's view. So oh, you mean like Facebook right now? Facebook. It's exactly like what the world we live in right now. Yeah, it is. So anyway, Winston Smith works for the Ministry of Truth. The whole point of the Ministry of Truth is to change the present and alter the past uh, in, in print media and whatever type of media in order to make sure that the government's views are can't be contradicted with proof so he day in day out just uh, finds articles that are not in line with the party line and changes them erases them or whatever he has to do to make them into um being in line with the party uh so to fit the narrative to fit the narrative of the party So, I find that interesting that you say that because um, about the past stuff because we were just talking about that yesterday about the Tartaria, um, how there's that theory that within the last 200 years or so, time there was has a been gigantic mud. There was a mud flood, and then they recreated civilization essentially because all these buildings are buried underground. We'll probably do an episode on that, but anyway, I just find it interesting because you're talking about basically the same thing that we were just talking about. You know what I mean? Right. About the, like, basically changing the past so that it, again, will sort of fit the narrative of what they're going for now. Like, all the war and all the... Right. So, one of the other biggest quotes from 1984 is, "Who he who controls 
the present controls the past and he who controls the past controls the future so if you are have total control of the media and all sources of information you don't have to have the truth or anything on your side because you just make it up and then when history happens you know 50 years later all they have to prove that anything happened is just purely the uh, written down information so if all of that was lies then that becomes the truth because how would you know unless you're physically there witnessing did you see that yeah that was crazy lightning right there we might be going into another wild storm we just had a crazy wild storm last week took Uh, out tons of trees and uprooted a bunch of trees all over the place our house didn't get hit but there's the thunder thunder but yeah our our one neighbor right to the other like kind of beside us sort of they just put up a brand new shed this last year and the whole um, one side of the shed literally bent over on itself. Not just the, like, roof paneling, but, like, the foundation of the roof, too. All the boards and shit were ripped right out and flipped over. There's been trees uprooted and some landed on power lines. It was kind of a real doozy. So we'll see what happens here. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy wild world we're living in. Uh, but anyway, so the very main thing of 1984 is the fact that the population that lives in this dystopian novel um, is under constant surveillance. Once again, sound familiar? And not only are we under surveillance, they're making us believe that it's a good idea to be surveilled in our own homes all the time with Alexas and those whatever those Google thingies are, whatever. Yeah, so we right now are in under constant surveillance, just like in the book. The, Ale- the Alexa and smart speaker have replaced the telescreen of Orwell's nightmare, uh, dystopian nightmare. So in the book, there's telescreens. So, you know, obviously this book is written in 1949 before the regular use of TVs in, inside people's homes. So he envisioned a telescreen, like a TV screen, in everyone's home that you can't turn off. And... It's got audio and video so that at any point the government can just look in on your screen and give you instructions or just spying on you at all times. Um, so obviously that's pretty... But we willingly do it. Isn't that the fucked up part? Yeah. So right now in our world, um, we have our own... We just have given up or we went from a slow creep of technology to total domination of everything that we do is being controlled, watched, listened to, recorded, and then they take the information and sell it to advertisers and who knows who uh, for the purpose of really just total control of the population. Um, Yeah, but the worst part, like I said, is that they have us believing that it's a good idea. With all these things, because it's fun, and it does this, and it does that, when really... Yeah, give me convenience right. or give me death, basically. Exactly, like, <laughs> um, so stupid. Now, everything is, is seemed to be easy. Just, why would you want to look it up or wait? You want to instantly just ask, instead of just 
typing in to, to Google uh, something. Now you can just say it to your smart speaker and then then the, then you'll get the information, which is much it's easy and fast. However, where does the information go? Can you turn it off? Who is keeping track of all this information? And how are they going to use this information against you? And th- this is the biggest thing that people always say, like, well, I'm not doing anything wrong, so who cares if someone's listening? The problem with that statement is the things that are wrong change every single day. So right now, it's wrong to be a straight white male uh, father. That's like wrong. People hate hate that. Um, but maybe tomorrow... It's, it might be wrong to be against this or for that. Who knows what? Every single day, everything changes. Are you... So, it used to be really super cool to be pro-gay. Like, just regular gay. Well, that's not good enough anymore. You have to be super trans and give your kids hormone blockers and all this shit. Everything will can change at the drop of a hat. And we don't make the rules on who, uh, how quickly it's going to change. So if you have everything um, recorded and tracked of everything you've ever said or done or texted or viewed or watched, that can easily be turned against you if the culture decides it's no longer okay. And now if you have any sort of business or anything that has to do with being a public person, uh, now all of your livelihood has just been canceled out all because you don't agree with the system, which right now we're not really dealing with that from the aspect of the government per se. It's more of a society. Um, yeah, but once again, it's that's the imposing government, it. It's the government who is making you believe that it is important. You know, they make society believe that all these things are right and wrong. That where does it stem from? I mean, not one person, like, just came up with this idea and was like, oh, well, I'm going to make this the new world narrative. No, not a regular person's not going to do that. You know, they don't have access to all this shit, you know? Yeah. So, once again, it is still the government doing this shit. And it, as a, just as an example, like, my brother does YouTube and he knows a lot of other YouTube people. And... That's what's happening to some of the people that he knows now. They're pulling out stuff that they said once, you know, years and years and years ago when that wasn't deemed inappropriate and now it's inappropriate and they can't do YouTube anymore. Right. Like, that's just an ex- one small example. Yeah, so another thing about 1984, another theme from the book is the idea of the thought police. So I'm sure everyone has heard that term, the thought police. Well, this stems from the book, 1984. The Thought Police um, are basically your everyday snitch. So, say you don't get caught on a telescreen or you don't get caught on a recording device doing something that's against the whatever the government wants you to do. That's why they have this snitch culture of the Thought Police. So, little kids or just your average um, bureaucrat type person can report you to the thought police for doing whatever is supposedly considered to be wrong. 
of the of that time. So the thought police um, goes hand in hand with surveillance in the book because not only are you under one hundred percent surveillance, like by cameras and microphones, but you're also under surveillance by everyone around you is basically possible enemy because you never know when or how they'll they'll come for you and it happens all the time in the book 1984 they people are disappearing constantly for whatever type of infraction that they committed against the party and then they're just black bagged in the night never seen again and killed and then they just erase they erase everything that ever existed about that person and even the family members just pretend like they never knew who they were because to say like oh what happened to my husband would be a thought crime because that your husband doesn't exist anymore because he was killed for being a thought criminal Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how things are now that's why I, i named the we named the podcast double thought dimension because everything in this world that we're living in now, you have to use double think to make it happen. I'm, I'm going to go into double think more uh, in a little bit. But yeah, on top of the telescreens, people had to worry about the thought police who could just take you in the middle of the night. So even though you weren't being surveilled constantly, um, anyone could report you to the thought police. And it just it caused the population to utterly censor themselves and never reveal their true personality because it could be considered unorthodox and lead to death. So even if you're just sitting there, say you're just sitting there watching the daily propaganda report on TV at work when, you know, in the novel, at least in 1984, if you're watching the TV and you give a face of dissatisfaction or something, that, that could be considered thought, a thought crime. And now you're unorthodox and you might be kidnapped in the night to be killed purely for giving a weird face at watching TV, you know. It's so, we live in that society right now. I mean, there's very few people out there now who feel free to just be themselves or, or talk about what they want to talk about. Everyone feels like they have to censor themselves from their true personality because you never know who's going to talk shit about what you are having to say or put you down or who knows what. So the next thing is uh, in the book, 1984, the, the news media. So in 1984, the country only receives information from the Ministry of Truth, which Everything in 1984 is upside down. So the Ministry of Truth really is like the Ministry of Lies. But they call it the Ministry of Truth for obvious reasons. Um, This institution's sole job is to censor the news on an hourly basis and make everything constantly in line with the official party line of the government. Uh, This is Winston's job. All he does is update old news all day to reflect the party line and send anything not in line with the party down the memory hole. Uh, So the memory hole in the book is literally just a hole, a chute that you just open uh, to put your discarded information and then it goes down into the furnace. 
Yeah, if you've ever heard the term memory hole, that's what they're talking about. It comes from the book, 1984. This kind of leads to everyone fiercely believing the news media, even though they knew it was pure lies. But if they were to say so, they would be singled out and killed. So this is this is how we lived right now, today. Um, if you are 100% attached to the news, like my, you know, people in your family, older generations, they are just glued to the news. Whatever the news says, they just accept that as fact. And then when they are in regular society and they see other people not following what the news has to say, they have no problems telling you about it, why you're wrong, you know. That's why the majority of people out there nowadays, um, no matter what, either they're on the left or on the, they're on the right, but they're um, under the trance, basically, of the news and just spouting off the versions of whatever the hell the news has to say um, because... The propaganda is so thick that it's hard to break free from that um, fear that the news gives you. But, um, yeah, I mean, step one, turn the TV off. Step two, go outside. And then uh, start there. <laughs> Hopefully it'll get better over time. But, um, yeah, so the news media in 1984 is virtually the same as it is in our current society we have no biased no unbiased news everything we see here um is at least in the mainstream is 100 percent controlled by whoever is in control of it the whatever corporation and it's all for um control and money really um so it's the only difference between 1984 and what's happening now is the government didn't care about money. They're just, they just need to keep the propaganda going for control purposes. Mm -hmm. uh, the next thing that's similar to 1984 um, is the concept of doublethink. So, like I was saying before, this is why I named the podcast Double Thought Dimension. Um, Doublethink is the concept of... It's really the only way that a totalitarian system can work without rebellion and revolution. Doublethink is, is the process of holding both the truth and lies as one fact in your mind and ignoring it. So, if the government says there was 10 ounces of coffee distributed this month to each household... But you know for a fact everyone only received 8 ounces, and you know it's a lie, but telling the truth or pointing that out the fact would cause you to be killed. You just accept it as truth and move on. This is doublethink. So, you know, example. Everyone knows that wearing a mask doesn't do shit to protect anyone from COVID-19. But everyone does it anyway for fear of being singled out or chastised. This is doublethink. We must fight against it or we'll stay in that frame of mind that the controllers want us to be in. Well, that's how it is with, like, voting, too. Like, people know that it doesn't really matter. It doesn't do any good, you know. But people are like, well, there's nothing I can do. I'm just one person. Well, well okay. But you know how many people that I've heard in my lifetime say that? I was one of them, too. If all those people actually did something 
we could probably change something, you know? If yeah, we, we outnumber them like 50 to 1. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, double think. It's fucked up. And you don't really... if you, Now, if you think about it, you'll know <clears throat> when it's happening. Another concept of double think. So you know that... Say you're going into a restaurant and they, they tell you you need to wear a mask but then you're you wear a mask to your table as soon as you get to your table you take the mask off eat your food and then once you stand back up put the mask back on this is complete nonsense and everyone knows it but the concept of double think it it doesn't have anything to do with reality or truth or anything it's purely controls control measures so it doesn't have to it doesn't matter that it that it's bullshit and it doesn't make sense the whole point of it is to cause you to be controlled so that's that's why it doesn't make sense it's not supposed to make sense and that's what all these things are it's just double think and that's why this book is so important because when all this nonsense started happening last year if you have never read 1984, it almost seems like, um, like well, holy shit, why are they doing this? This is insane. I can't believe they're... But if you've read 1984, um, I mean, it's not very confusing what's happening. They, the controllers, are clamping down on us the citizens the worthless scum yeah this was probably just like a trial run for something you know what can we do what can we get them to do can we get them to do this i bet we could let's do a trial run and see how it goes oh can we make it last a little longer well let's find out yeah can we make it last a little longer let's find out right so something big is probably coming at some point in the near future semi-near future anyway yeah for sure definitely but it's important to Free your mind, you know, but also it's important to have a slight bit of knowledge. And this book has been around for a long ass time. And, uh, you know, I would recommend reading it. Um, the next concept that's similar to today, um, it's not quite as intense as it was during the War on Terror, but it's, it's still there. So in 1984... Uh, they're at, they're in endless war. The war never ends at all times. The, the, there's always a war happening. So there's always air raid, air raid sirens, bombings, um, pictures of dead bodies, uh, mass graves, uh, threats of missiles, um, artillery, uh, <laughs> at all times. So... In 1984, the book, the country that they live in is called Oceania, Oceania and they are either at, at war with East Asia or Eurasia, but the war never ends. It just provides a constant stream of fear onto the public um, with just grisly images on the telescreens and other types of propaganda on a never-ending basis. Because of this fear induced by the state of never-ending war, the government or Big Brother is seen as the savior who protects the citizens from the East Asian or Eurasian hordes. Does that ring a bell? Uh, the never-ending war on terror? I, how can you fight a war on terror? Right. Terror is like a non-existent thing. 
that can't be described. Everyone has a different idea of terror. So to say that we're fighting a war against a concept is dumb. But the whole point of it is to keep the population in a constant state of fear. Because people, when they're in a state of fear, they aren't thinking rationally. They're just thinking fight or flight. So the government says, we're at war with blah, blah, blah. So in order for you to be safe, we're going to protect you so that you will be safe from this horrible war. And But you need to give up a bunch of your liberty, freedom. Uh, you need to be sub subjected to searching. Uh, to fly an airplane, you need to be x-rayed with all, basically an MRI machine. Uh, and all of this is purely for theater, theatrical purposes in order to keep this the country in a constant state of fear. And, you know, it works. It's uh, How do you think they were able to keep this COVID nonsense going on for so long? Just keep the population in a constant state of fear so that they can't uh, think properly, which causes them to make bad decisions. Not in that. It caused us to fight with other people because there are the people who, you know... Not that they don't think for themselves, but who are uh, sucked into the propaganda and then those who aren't. So it was literally causing, you know, loved ones to fight other loved ones and cut people out of their lives and whatever. So not only are they still instilling fear, they're instilling fear. They're also causing us to, you know, basically do wrong to each other as well. So they're doing less work than than they have to. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, and the the thing about we're, we're doing it, we're we're doing the work for them at this point. All they do got to do is get something that's debatable, and we'll start fighting because people don't know a how to keep their mouths shut when someone disagrees with you, and two, nowadays if someone disagrees with you, they're not worth talking to, loving, being around, whatever, which is bullshit. But it's true and it's sad. Right. Um, but yeah, the, also, you know, how long did the war on terror go on? You know, 2001, you know, there's still, right now, there's, yeah, there's still people there. are still in Afghanistan right now. Yeah. Many of my former friends and people that I know, Afghanistan, still going to Iraq, still getting rocketed, still doing a bunch of bullshit. Purely for God knows what at this point. Obviously, it's not for any sort of original reasons. Um, but what is the best possible enemy to fight for in, in this in the standpoint from the standpoint of the government? I mean, the best enemy is an invisible enemy. I mean, how do you fight against an invisible enemy named COVID? I mean, you can't fight it. Because it's something that just is... I just find it so it's ridiculous. funny, some of the stuff that I heard during COVID. Sorry, this is a tangent about COVID. But anyway, I find it very interesting how, like, I know so many people that work in the medical field. And viruses always work the same. There's a, a living and a death, and, and you know, of, of, the, of the virus itself. And, like, people are, like, not... I don't know. Because they're being told this shit on the news by the government, they're, like, forgetting 
like the basic things about medicine. <laughs> Viruses, the mask thing is bullshit because if it's a virus and it's a droplet contact or even airborne something, if your your eyes are uncovered, your skin is open. Uh, if you shaved your legs that day, if you fucking got a cut on your finger, a fucking paper cut. So the mask literally is the biggest and dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because that's not how a virus works. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's so stupid. Well, then they tried to cover their tracks with that one, too. Oh, well, it doesn't live on surfaces very long. Okay. I, I, I guess. But that still doesn't negate the fact of open body things and eyes and whatever. And if they're going to make you go that far that it is only, you know, in the air or whatever, well, then social distancing, I guess, should theoretically work. So then why need the mask? Like, none of it makes any sense. Right. When you literally break it down, if you want to go the scientific route, and you really break it down, all viruses potentially work roughly the same. They're either airborne, droplet, or contact-related, whatever. And apparently COVID is an explosion of them all, but it just completely, you know, morphed as we went along here based on what people were realizing and figuring out, and then they had an answer for that. You know, it was like a miracle happened. Oh, oh, no, we know this. Oh, no, 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 we know that. But then it would change later again. Which, you know, for me, this whole time that this was happening, I never put any stock into that, anything they had to say on the news or anything, because I just use my common sense. But that's what I'm trying to get at. (laughs) Maybe I didn't make myself clear, I guess, but that's my point, is all these people that I know, like... Even medical people are, like, forgetting or or choosing to overlook or ignore the fact that it's still a virus. Regardless of it's a new virus, it's still a virus. They still work pretty much the same way. There might be different variations of how they get to you and what they do once they're in you. But still, they have a life expectancy. They have a way that they're spread and everything else. And there's always a way to kill it. Like, there's just... It'll die off on its own. You'll just like with anything else, you'll get immunity to it. And the more it's just so stupid, the like longer how people the, are just forgetting or not caring. Right, and the, the longer that it exists out in society, the weaker it, it becomes because people get it, and it our bodies are meant to fight off every. You know, our immune system is the best thing ever. Right, and, and it, I still have a weakened immune system, <clears throat> and I still haven't been sick, and I haven't done the whole thing like yeah don't get me wrong during part of it i was going through my treatments and stuff so i wasn't going out hardly at all but due to chemotherapy yeah due to chemo but when i took my radiation break i went to weddings i went out and hung out with my friends we went out for halloween that night so when i had my radiation break and didn't have a completely zero immune system but still very weakened even now i'm what am i four months post treatment my immune system levels just went back into the normal range so I'm on the very, very low end of being normal just now. So think back then, I only had, what, a couple week break? Yeah. You know? And I still didn't get it, and I wasn't wearing the masks, and I wasn't doing everything. I, <laughs> right. What the fuck? Right. And I think that's the problem with the, the news media and uh, the current system that we're in, that people, like, just to close their eyes and shut their ears um, when they're seeing things in real life 
but when they see it or hear it on the TV or through their phone, they like believe that more than the reality that they're seeing in real life. That it's like fucking up their minds. Like, but for me, this the whole time, I wasn't scared or nervous or anything because I've been living my life the whole same way this whole time through since I've been alive. Uh, washing my hands occasionally, uh, maybe doing things here and there, and I very rarely get sick. Um, but not me. I used to always, always, always get sick. Now I haven't been sick in like, shit, I don't even remember when the last time I got sick, to be honest with you. I yeah. don't even remember the last time. Yeah. And I woke up recently with a sore throat, and now that's gone too. So, that was two days ago, but that's it. And yeah. nothing has progressed from it. So, I don't know. But, and I just want to throw this out there just because, because I'm pissed off with the COVID bullshit still. And I'm a little sour about it, but it was the exact same time that influenza should have been going around and people die from that every year. I'm just saying. Yeah. Influenza has been eradicated. (laughs) They use the same tests. That's what pisses me off the most. They have one swab that they can stick up your nose. Because they changed it when I was going through my treatments because they used to have to get COVID tested every single time. So I've had probably like 30 plus COVID tests. tests. But they switched it halfway through and started using one swab that would theoretically detect COVID and then influenza A and influenza B. Why would you use the same thing if they're not the same thing? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. Doesn't make any sense. They don't do that for like any other fucking nasal swabs. Like what the fuck? And why would they have to swab your nose? Why can't they just swab your throat? Isn't that where all the I don't know. I've virus had, I've had different should be in the back of your throat. Well, yeah, but the swab does go to the back of your throat because your ears, nose, and throat connect back behind your face. Hmm. So your nose and throat connect. So they stick the thing back there so it theoretically touches where your throat. I see. Connects or whatever. But when I was in LA and they did the COVID test, they stuck it down my throat first and then stuck the same swab up my nose. So. Everybody did it differently, too. So why was there no real standard, you know what I'm saying, of how it's done? The reason is because it's all bullshit. I know that, but I'm just saying, I'm just pointing out things that I've observed since I've had plenty of them. Anyway, we're losing track of things. Gear us back, Derek. Gear us back. (laughs) Okay, yeah, Endless War. We obviously know all about Endless War because we've been in it for 20 years. Uh, and it's very similar to the book. Um, next subject. Big Brother. I'm not sure if you ever heard this term. Big Brother is watching you. It comes from the book, 1984. So in the book, the there's this picture of Big Brother, who is like the leader of the party. Um, and there's a picture of him everywhere around town. It's just a big giant face, similar to Hitler, kind of with a mustache. And then underneath it says, Big Brother is watching you. Basically to let you know that you're never um, alone and you're under surveillance at all times. Well, he is the so-called leader of the revolution who freed the people from tyranny so long ago so that he must be worshipped and feared. And Big Brother is watching you is the iconic slogan underneath the ominous mustachioed man. This is similar to the American president or any other world leader who is a figurehead of the government. 
He is the cultish leader who is worshipped and used as the face of the system. So, to me, ever since I've been alive, I've never viewed the president or any world leader as some sort of savior type person or anything. To me, it's always been like, who the fuck is that guy? And every time I hear him talk, they seem like either professional liars or just full of bullshit. Um, so it's very similar to 1984. Uh, the only difference is in 1984, you never see um, the guy. It's just, he just exists. He's an ominous figure behind the shadows that never um, comes out. He's just the leader, like the figurehead. But yeah, it's uh, similar to what we got going on now um, with the president. And every world leader is similar to uh, Big Brother, uh, just to keep the, the people with a, a view of who is supposedly in charge, uh, to keep them placated and docile uh, without ever taking responsibility for their own live, lives, just relying on the government and leaders to save them from everything, when really they need to be... You need to take responsibility for your own life or nothing is going to happen. And if you wait for the government to come help you or give you anything, you're going to be waiting a long ass time. And when they do come, it ain't going to be anything that's worthwhile. Um, so I would recommend just uh, self-reliance and individual responsibility is the best uh, way to... Uh, live rather than waiting on the government to give you money or keep you safe or well that's what they're going for though right after i saw that stupid fucking what is it a domino's commercial where they got robots fucking delivering your pizzas now yeah like very very soon we're just gonna be at home they're just gonna uh, i don't know what basically pay us to be home i guess i don't know what they're gonna do lock us here i don't know what they're getting to a point where they don't want any people doing anything. I don't know why, but that's what it seems like is going to happen at some point. They're not going to like allow us to leave our homes or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, seems like it. Um, that's what they need. They, they don't want people to be free. It's a pain in the ass for them. Uh, they need people to just shut the hell up and do exactly what they are instructed to do by Amazon and fucking Netflix or in the news. Uh, anything outside of that? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> Get back in your dog crate mm -hmm. um, before we have to put the muzzle on. Um, don't want to have to put in some shocks. Don't want to put the shock collar on too. So hopefully you can obey. Just obey. That's all. Just obey the rules. What's so hard about obeying the rules? I mean, come on. <laughs> Don't Your you want, rules? Don't you want? I ain't listening. Don't you want to be uh, part of? The, don't you want to be part of the the solution, not part of the problem? Uh, so just wear the mask, just take the vaccine, just uh, worship every person we tell you to worship, and but also don't think too much, and you'll be great. You'll be doing great. It's fucked up. I don't maybe, know. Maybe, uh, because you and I were kind of dabbling on that conversation a little bit the other day about 
maybe the narrative of controlling us is like we were talking about that we are essentially like light beings, spiritual beings trapped in these human bodies, whatever. And they're just trying to, you know, keep us from achieving like enlightenment or learning our life's purpose, you know, so that we will someday like go to heaven. They're keeping us from doing that. They're trying. They're trying to, but they um they are not going to succeed at least with these uh four individuals in our household. At least four won't be under the control. Um, I know if you're listening, um, if you're listening to this right now, you're not also not under under control because um, you have taken the time to listen to not the mainstream. Uh, the opposite of the mainstream. So that's great. Good for you. I'm happy that you did that. High five. <laughs> Let's just high five me. Oh, there high five. Right high on the five mic. your nearest partner, nearest person. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We went a little bit off topic on the 1984 thing there. Sorry, but... that was my fault. I just, I'm sick of COVID stuff. I'm sick of it. But basically you can get your, get the drift of what I was trying to get accomplished here with, uh, the similarities between 1984 and the, our current state of affairs. Yeah, we're, we literally are living the book right now. We're living the book, except it's way worse than the book, because at least in the book, everything was kind of low-tech. Uh, the ways that they're controlling us in our current system are way more intense than George Orwell envisioned. Uh, it's a, basically a, con, a, a, con, a mix of 1984 with Brave New World, and uh, Terminator thrown in there. Uh, also, R- Running Man and fucking uh, quite a few other That's the dystopian thing, though. I novels. Think, I think a lot of these, a lot of movies that are coming out, even now, I think movies are just telling us what they're doing. They're just being really blatant about it in movies. Yeah, That's it's called predictive programming. Yeah. I think we, we've talked about that before in the music industry episode. Yeah, maybe we did talk about that already. But yeah, I totally believe that. Like, things that they're doing in this day and age they're just putting out in the movies so we can see it and be like oh what a oh that's a coincidence but remember there are no coincidences and they know that right i think it's uh truth in the movies lies on the news right so everything you listen to on the news just bullshit it's all it's pure lies and then when you watch a movie and it seems so crazy that's probably the actual truth of what's really going on yep (laughs) <laughs> and they're just throwing it in our face to like mock us because they can. Right. They, like look at these stupid fucking peasants. Yeah, these these peasants will will wear a mask outside in the ninety five degree weather alone in their vehicle, alone, even. fully alone, purely because we told them to via the news. That's sad and fucked up. I'm sad about that. However, luckily we're all gonna make it. Because we, um, we've got the power. <laughs> like that one song. We have the power. It's like that one song um, from the nineties. Uh, you've got the power. Is that how it goes? You've got the power. Yeah. You know that one. Yeah. Oh man, I haven't heard that forever. I'm gonna fucking find it. Yeah. So that's uh, basically what's going on. Um, Big Brother is watching you, but that doesn't mean you have to. Um, feel oppressed about it. 
uh, we have all the power and fuck them. So good luck on that. Uh, Here we go, guys. <laughs> Here for your listening enjoyment. All right, yeah. So thanks again for listening to Double Thought Dimension. This episode was about 1984 somewhat. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, you can find our information on doublethoughtdimension.com. You can email us at dtdimension at protonmail.com. You can find our podcast on Spotify, on the RSS feed. You can go straight to our website and listen to it there. You can you can email me. What you What you really should do, here's what you should do. Send me an email, and then I will record an episode purely for whatever you, whatever episode you want to learn about. I'll re- record on a tape recorder, and I'll mail you a, a, a cassette tape of a any topic you want to listen to. If you're if you're into that, uh, that's another method. We're um, just really buttered about the emails, guys. Come on. <laughs> So yeah, feel free to reach out. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're here. We're here for you. We've got shirts. We've got uh, many things. What we'd like to do in the future is um, have this be our pri- primary job. So all we need, uh, like the one guy said, is a thousand people donating a hundred dollars a year, and then we'll be good to go. So. Uh, so that's why we got to thank Chelsea and Izzy. Chelsea's got the, she's a, she's a $10 donor. Hell uh, yeah. Izzy is a $10 donor. So nice. Thanks guys. That's pretty damn good. We got a uh, Stace who paid for some t-shirts. That definitely helps. And, uh, anything you can do or value for value. So, uh, send out the emails and the money or whatever the hell you want and we'll be good to go. So thanks for listening, and I guess we'll catch you on the flip side. Take it easy.